In 2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are up to album one, zero, one hundred zero. It's the hundred album. Flex air horn. I was looking for a celebration sound, and this is the only one I could find. Wait, no, here we go. <laughs> Yay! It's hundred albums. Yippee! Good for us. hundred albums. I decided that I was going to do the best possible song I could. The best. Okay. Put my mind, put my heart and soul. This come up with deserve. a brand new. Something to talk about that's clever and encapsulates just how much this has meant to me to spend all this time, all this time with three guys who I now consider some of my best friends. And then I got so busy, I didn't have time to make that song. So I came up with this piece of shit instead. So let's listen to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob. Listen, I got a message from Beck did it better. It just says, And of course, that's the wrong one. By the way, this one is. Three minutes ahead. Dude, we could just rerun. What if we just did Taylor Swift again? I guarantee it'll be better than whatever we talk about on this band (laughs) album. (laughs) No, wait. Seriously, would anyone know or say anything if we just ran Taylor back twice? Nobody seemed to care about the Prince album. (laughs) Nobody ran it again. Everybody's like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Although my sister did text me and say, is Aaron back in his garage? K-Rob, K-R-O-B. We want to give a shout out to Beck Did It Better on oh, covering 100 albums. You just have to do this four more times and then you're done. Oh, yeah. Oh, when he his podcast, <laughs> we had always said, yes. won't it be crazy when we get to 100? Wow. Yes. I'm Wait a minute, Chester. In my head, what could I have done with all that extra time instead? We've got a hundred albums. Yeah, that's amazing <laughs> to me. Yeah. but there's just one problem: the show. show. The show. Still kind of crappy. <laughs> 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 it only kind of. Yeah. We tried to get better, but it's been to no avail. Our show's repetitive and it's getting kind of stale. One big issue that I can clearly see. What's that? We haven't had a new idea since episode 53. We've done a hundred albums Been fun to explore But there's just one problem We have 400 more Oh, Aaron's not coming I'm pretty sure Matt's battery just died (laughs) Maybe what we need is Just a little time We'll come up with new sound clips and then we'll be just fine. We'll also have some new bits and they will be funny. But we also said this after episode 53. We've done one episode a week. It's been a blur to me. And I've got a little secret. 
I think, think the show's pretty funny. Yes! Oh. In your face, you don't shoot this. Do you want to hear about the funny. greatest albums of all time? Rob thinks we're funny. But you're just too lazy to look it up I didn't say that. Line. I said the show. To be clear. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. My kid said, why is, uh, why is Aaron mad at you for how you treat him on the show? And I said, well, I made the mistake where I treated Aaron like I treat the listeners. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's bad. Shouldn't do that. Wait, I wasn't mad at you on the show, was I? Welcome. Well, I recorded it just in case for later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to it when I jerk it. All right. So this is a hundred episodes. This is a hundred albums of Beck did it better. And today, and I got to say, guys, I'm not going to lie. When I looked, when we started this podcast, yeah. when we when we started this podcast, I said, wow, hundred albums is going to be so special. Let's look to see which album is going to be a hundred that we're going to just be so psyched about doing our 100th episode. Like it's un- incredible that something we started during the pandemic is still going and we've done it. And then I saw it was the band music from the big pink. And I was like, fuck <laughs> shit. This is very bad. This is a disaster. Listen, but I, I've got three guys here to talk about an album that probably is now our favorite album of all time. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, last week you called on me for rolling going and it caught me in a fog. You said, You'll show me your weightlifting rack if I laughed at your jokes about hot dogs. I said, wait a minute, Rob. You know, I'm a tactful man. You said, that's okay, Russ. But at least don't edit it out if you can. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I've got Matt, uh, uh, actually, North Dakota. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, Great. In NODAC, I've got no energy after listening to this album to try to be creative. So I'm just going to say... Thanks for having me, Rob. I, I really love it. Eddie Vedder style. Spice. I've got Rosie out in California. And Rosie, for our 100th, you know I try to come up with an introduction to throw you off and distract you and make you make you mad a lot, actually. But here's the thing. is that Here's the thing. is I came up with the most special introduction ever for the 100th. I've been saving this for quite some oh, time. Shit, you ready no, for this? Yep. Guys, Aaron's worried about me because he, he, he thinks I have a cold. But I keep telling him I don't have a cold. I'm a cuckold. I love to watch guys ram my wife. Aaron, California, how are you doing? It's not a cold, Aaron. It's a cold. That joke, when I wrote that, I got to admit, I didn't think my mother-in-law would be sleeping in the next room over uh, currently. So feel bad about that now. Rob, 10 years ago on a cold, dark night, someone was killed beneath the town hall lights. Let's talk about the band music from the big pink. Let's go. So good. Getting intense here. Intense, Listen, let's like, like intense, but like a camping trip, right, Rob? Let's. <laughs> I listen. I listen to your jokes. I listen. It's like a circus. Uh, let's listen to the voicemail. Dumb shit. Dumbest of the dumb. Dumbest of 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 dumbest of
So way to go, Matt. And um, can't wait to see how the show pivots and turns when that list changes um, because it's pretty much inevitable. Right, guys? All right. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I love listening to you guys and look forward to it every week. Have a good one. You know what? I was actually talking with someone who's gone back and started listening to our old albums, and they listened to the emergency episode when they released the new list. Oh, yeah. And I got a text from this person. We'll call him a listener. This listener Mm. of ours texted me, and they said, oh, Matt is legit pissed about this this (laughs) list change. Yeah, he was upset. And I was like, I I remember him being upset, but it was probably just joking. And uh, the, the response was, I don't think so. I think he's legit pissed. And then the next week's episode, it was confirmed. He was legit pissed that they had redone the list. So I'm kind of worried that we need to wrap this this podcast up before they redo well, it. No, no, now that I've listened to all 500, right? Like, and again, uh, thank you for calling it. I mean, that person sounds pretty nervous. I don't know. I don't know why that always sounds so nervous. When they're calling. Right, it's you just know, a phone call. Thank you for what calling it. It's But it's like one of those things. Like, is that something you should be congratulated for for oh, wasting I think it's super that cool. much time of your well, life like listening you know, to but you did it while you were doing other things you know taking a yeah. ride riding a bike working you know i did i i did stick to russell's rules i listened to every song all every album all the way through no wow. skips no forwards anything and then how many with the with with the change in list how many total albums did you listen to to get to 500 because there were some that dropped mm, off, i don't know right? if i count there's probably 30 to 40 that got chopped that you had already um, listened to. Man, I think the thing I'm most impressed by is the fact that you would listen to music that you haven't heard before just consistently. I can't do it. I need like, it's like a it's like a soft bird's nest womb for me to listen to music I've heard a million times. I'm like, I'm stuck. Yeah. If there wasn't the challenge, I mean, but there, you, you find some great ones. We've talked about it the last few episodes. You find great ones. You find stuff you haven't heard before. You know, we listened to Red by, we listened back, we listened to, uh, read by Taylor Swift last week. I mean, 1989, again, I'll talk about it again. Great album. I'll go back and listen to it. Lana Del Rey. These are all albums that I would have never, ever, 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 ever listened to if it wasn't for this quest that Russell put us on. So it was fun. Um, and, and, and I'm going to say this. When you look at, I just pulled up the old Rolling Stone list, right? To see what we would be doing if we were in an alternate dimension where we were doing the old list. And I remember listening to this when we listen to the the discs, when we listen to the albums the first time, do you know what a hundred is on the old list? In the wee small hours by Frank Sinatra. I oh, that is that. a fun album. <laughs> but that album can only be listened to. You can only listen to that album if it is completely silent in your house. That yeah. album is actually very quiet. You can only. Where's that one now? It's got to still be on there. There's got to be still some Sinatra on there, right? I I gotta say, like the freewheeling Bob Dylan's at ninety seven. Elvis Costello. I mean, we would have hit a Creedence Clearwater Revival CD already, Aaron. We I mean, would now I'm kind of upset. Now, now yeah. you guys know. Matt was bringing up going through like the whole list. And, you know, I remember telling people that I knew that I was doing this quest. And I actually got an email from someone a while back saying, how is the quest going? They're like, you surely must be done at this point. Because I had plowed through like 150 right. albums in like yeah. two months. But I never told this person that, well, actually, now I've kind of shifted and I'm, I'm doing a or I'm part of a podcast about it because I don't want them to know about the podcast. <laughs> and so this person emailed me and I was like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to say, like, should I just make it up and lie and say I'm through it? Or like, I can't say I'm just doing the band, the big pink. What, 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 what am I supposed to do? Did you say it's 2022? Don't email me. Like, 
hit me up via via any other channel. Like, don't send just me say email. you did it. Just say you did it. Who cares? Like, you put in so much more time than you would have. Yeah, just say yeah, are, I did it. I what mean, are your guys' thoughts about little white lies? Are, are do little white lies hurt anyone, or is that your style? Like, if you're gonna lie about something that doesn't hurt anyone, is it all good or not? I know Matt's thoughts, but he's frozen right now. Oh no, there he is. Uh, oh, I'm just I'm just reading on the NBA draft, trying to catch up. So oh, you stole my rolling going. You stole my oh. rolling going. <laughs> I, oh God, more NBA talk. Um, I, Russell, tell, telling a white like in that situation is the perfect white lie. Yes, I finished the list because if you said no, you're going to look like a loser, and they're going to have to write back like, oh, sorry. Like, what what are they going to write back? It's awkward. Whereas well, if you say, why, yeah, I finished why it. Why lie about it though? I mean, like, really? Like, why lie? Because he doesn't oh, no, want them to find out about the podcast. That makes sense. Yeah, to me. Because I'm very, I'm very dedicated. I put way more time into this than I did the thing. But if I just say no, I quit the quest. That makes me feel like a quitter. But I'm, I haven't quit it. I've just put more emphasis into something mm-hmm. even bigger. Maybe you say you're, you've slowed it down and you're still going through the list. Yeah. That, that would be, that would make sense, right? Yeah, then then it's not a lie. Down. Then you're not lying. Yeah. You slowed it down. You're still going through the list. Aaron, what do you think? Is a little white hey, lie okay sometimes? I mean, I want to say yes, but I know Matt is going to tell me that the truth never hurt anybody. So I think that a little white lie is not, it's, I think it's actually never okay. Now, have I told them? Sure. Will I continue to, to tell them? Yes. But will I think about Matt anytime I tell them and know that he would say to me, the truth never hurt anybody? Also, yes. Yeah. And I think telling little white lies is fine, you know, and that's like, Aaron, I think, you know, it's great having you on the show and you're doing a great job and I appreciate it. And I think <laughs> and it's fine, you know, or you say things like, oh, this never happened to me before. Sorry about that. Like, it's, you know, it's a white lie. It's, it's normally not so hot, you know. Oh, how did that get in the popcorn? I think little white lies like that are fine. And then when I say little white, I mean little and white. Little, and little at the top, but like bigger at the bottom. Just like a little, bigger at the bottom. Yeah, at the top, so a lot of like people are saying, yeah, my nickname in high school is Giza. No, that popcorn yes. box is a hot box. That's a hot oh, box. <laughs> that was last week, Russell. Last week, we can't hey, do it. And we, we always carry over things from week to week. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's, our memories are that good. We're, yeah. we're a bunch of millennial, uh, aging millennials. Wait, no, Matt's the only yeah. millennial. Who are up late at I'm the only millennial. It's millennial, time. millennial it's late. What everybody's up to. Really? What are we? Also, our callers are millennials. What are we? Do you think think millennials will still have like the same stigma associated with them when they're like 75 years old? Like, probably. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're 75 and they're like, I quit retirement. I'm going to do something else. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't really feel like retiring right now. It's like, well, what are you talking about? I'm I'm an influencer as a 75 year old. Listen, Roland going, Rosie, how is it going with you? Roland going. Yeah, it's going great with me. Um, as usual, I'm uh, listening to some music from time to time. And I something happened earlier in the episode. I've already forgotten what it was. That was a great episode, guys. Good job. Aaron's listening to music. That's his rolling going. Time to shut it down. Yeah, we're all listening to music. It's the point of the podcast. It does seem to be the summer of house music, uh, given uh, the influences in Drake's new album. And then uh, mm-hmm. I think Beyonce's latest single leaked and that's very house influenced. So I've been uh, trying to trying to track uh, like what is house music? It seemed to have started in Chicago. It's definitely like a uh, like a black queer art form. Um, so obviously it's not for me, but I've been trying to understand what was house music. Where did it come from? Um, so I've, I've, uh, I've actually been enjoying the new Drake album. 
and then I've been trying to listen to, like, trying to figure out, dig into house music. So Frankie Knuckles seems to be one of the godfathers of house. He was a DJ um, who has uh, recently passed. So I listened to some Frankie Knuckles uh, Aaron, recently. Did you ever hear the album when he went over and performed in Britain, Rob? What was his, what did he, what was his big hit? And he had a show where actually you would come in, right? And you would sit there and Frankie Knuckles would say, hey, guys. Guess what you're going to get? And they say what? And he goes, give you a taste of me nuts. <laughs> but I do highly recommend, I do highly recommend to our listeners, like uh, he did He did some live sets at the Boiler Room, uh, which was a movie I watched with Russell way back in the day. Great movie. But that's not related. Uh, I do highly recommend, go out and find some Frankie Knuckles mixes. It's going to make you want to move your ass and there's nothing wrong with that. So get out there and dance it up. Enjoy the summer. Listen to some house music. I loved house music. And one of my favorite parts is in the beginning of the episode, you never knew what the disease was, but by the end, house music, he figured he was like, the shit's lupus. It's like, oh, you actually can get that from a Peloton bike seat. You know Wait, what I mean? It it was, there's, is it lupus every episode? Every episode is, is lupus is? or you get something from a Peloton bike seat. I like, I like those um, 90s comedies better when they, was, when they, they would have a party, a house party. Oh, it's house party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'm saying it's the summer of house music. It's coming back. It's important that people who love music do their research on this stuff. It's an important art form. I'm just starting to like, you know, dive in myself. So, uh, but Aaron, Matt, other than, uh, Aaron, other than Drake, like what, if you were going to say like, what's the most well-known house music song ever? Like what, what would, what's the biggest hit of a house music song? Man, that's the thing is, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I think that Drake is, <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. This song is about him living in a house that's blue. I swear, I swear, I thought when we hit 100, no, this one would be is, gone. It's all brand new to me, but I know that it it reaches the the general consciousness. I know that, I mean, you know, like I was, I was on the, I was on the Peloton bike. I hope I didn't get an STD from it, but I heard. You um, can. I <laughs> I heard La Bouche do, uh, you know, like, and I don't know if that's house music or not. That's the thing is like, yeah. all this dance music has its own subgenres and sub, sub, subgenres, and I don't know all of them, but it's fun to kind of start exploring new stuff. It's the reason we, we talked about, Matt went through this entire list. You can never, you can never run out of new music, new genres to figure out. So for me, I've been trying to figure out some new dance music genres this summer because it's summertime. Move your body. So what is what what did you what did your family think when they walked into the room and you're just sitting there listening to house music like having coffee and it's just like mm, mm, mm. well I mean like, oh multiple, he's doing so my, I mean fentanyl now yeah my my lady is not a Drake fan so definitely like multiple times she's been like are you listening to the new the new Drake again and I'm like yeah like let's give it a chance like it might be fine but uh, she's skeptical of Drake so you know but but I think Drake is kind of trying to pop pop aside, mainstream aside, some of the stuff that's been going on in the undercurrent for, for many years. Which he did, um, so which, then, which he did on the album we listened to, right? Like he was like, right. Hey, check he's out this weekend. Waves. Guy. Right. He's yeah. riding these waves. So yeah, I mean, sometimes like, and then, and then again, we live in a small house. So like if I put on some house music late at night, you know, I got to like keep it down to the volume kind of low, which is maybe the opposite of what you should be doing with dance music. But you know, that's where I'm at. So yeah, like, like I got the dance music on and I'm like reading the article in the New Yorker or whatever, but it's, uh, it's fine. My lover. Won't you be my lover? lover. (laughs) You know, are you listening to the new Drake out there? Small house music. You took my joke, by the way, small house music. That's what I'm doing. That's where I'm at. 
this small house music, it all smells like halibut in here. It's crazy. <laughs> I have found that house music is wonderful for working out too. Or yeah. just doing, I mean, just doing anything where you just need a little bit of energy. I got a question. I mean, like, is Arcade Fire yeah. house music? No. Why not? Like Arcade Fire is, it's a little depressing. Okay. I mean, they're, they've got, they get a little bit, their, their album, their first album might be close. It's got a little electronica to it, you know, things like that. But some but, of it's about the beats per minute, and it's often not yeah, no. performed by live musicians. It's often right. done by DJs, spinning records, remixing things, putting pieces together, or like Matt said, it might be fully electronic. But like I got, you know, I think I don't know if we've talked about it, but I got totally into house music recently. And I again, what is the exact definition of house? But I consider Blaster Jacks. Have you heard any Blaster Jacks? No, yes, uh, actually, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, because this guy, the closer for the Mets. Do we talk about this? I feel like we talk about this. Mm. The closer from the Mets comes in. Meet the Mets. The, the, the song by Blaster Jacks, and it's got these horns playing, and then all of a sudden the beat comes in. It is the greatest entrance music for a closer since Wild Thing came in in 1989 yes. for the Cleveland Indians. What would be your guys' closer music? We've never, we've, I don't know if we've ever talked about baseball entrance music before. Have we ever talked about closer music? <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it. I have no idea what my closer uh, got th- I gotta think of this name. So then Rob, you, you, you gotta, gotta think of something like this, right? Trevor Hoffman. Is it already? That's a Trevor Hoffman. He's he's got that. Okay, how about this? Here's my here's my closer music. You ready for this? This now this closer music, this would be hot shit. <laughs> I come out I mean, to the Olympic good. theme. It'd be that's pretty good. And I'm walking out slowly, waving to the crowd. You'd get fired up for this music. It sounds so good. I get it. I get it. My closer music would be Maggot Brain by Funkadelic, where George Clinton gets on the mic and he says, Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time. And then he says some other stuff. <laughs> and then Eddie Hazel comes in with some fucking mind-melting guitars in the last 10 minutes. And everybody's out there like, is this guy done warming up yet or what the fuck? It's so good. I love it. Mega brain Russell, what would be your walkout music? Uh, I can't answer that. I'm busy making a note about the closing joke being about Mother Earth being pregnant for the third time. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> what if your walkout music was just Jingle Bells? Do you guys ever think about that? Like, you just, every time you walk out, it's Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. I, it's great. I mean, hey, not, another subgenre of, like, entrance music is, uh, I don't know if you guys have gotten into or seen, like, these college football stadiums where, like, there's nothing but the college football, you know, around like Virginia tech has got like this awesome entrance music. And it is like this great, greatest, scariest, most awesome thing ever to have the whole crowd jumping and everything like that. So I don't know. I get into that stuff just because I think it's enter Sandman, right? Isn't is it? Enter Sandman? Is that what it is? Sandman. But, it, but, you, oh, but the way so they do good. it is the atmosphere is great for that. You're right, Matt. Did you hear yeah. the, uh, in the NHL playoffs, they were all singing up in what? Uh, what? Colorado. The what? But the, for the Lord Stanley Cup, no one they were watched. all no, singing. We can't talk Blink, hockey on this podcast. They were the all final, singing Blink One Eighty Two, all the small things together as a crowd. And it, look it up. It gives you chills listening to it. Like crowd singing is great. Like I think American sports missed the boat with that. Like you see how fun it is with soccer and everything. It's you need to be singing as a crowd. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. And I not fucking that Neil on. Diamond song over and over. That fucking I mean, song. If, Don't if, sing that yeah, song anymore. If I were in an arena and the entire crowd were singing all the small things, I, I mean, just I would. Like tears, like that's amazing. Like and a whole a whole crowd just singing like 
until they sucks. put your until they put I your know. face until they put your face up on the jumbotron and then you have like for an introspective this. moment and well right yeah that would be embarrassing Aaron, for all this are I you saying we for all the small things all Russell the small things anymore we I told you last week <laughs> it was too personal for me <laughs> all the small things at the tip it's Late bigger nights. toward the base come home uh, rolling going Matt how's it going with I you know. uh, good good uh, up in North Dakota. Still, um, still, it's been a week. Wow. Still yeah, up there. I know. We, and we talk about this every time I come up here, but it, it surprises me every time I come up here. Like I am just not in drinking shape. Oh, yeah. North Dakotans. <laughs> and I just, I, and now, you know, we've talked about this a little bit too, but all of the uh, Trulies, what, what kind of, they're not beers. Seltzers. What are they called? Seltzers. Seltzers. Seltzers, Seltzers yeah. right. Like, or they're commonly yeah. known as hard mountain dews. Hard about and stuff like that. Like that is completely. Just in case I run out of booze, you can see I got one right here, Rob. Oh, Jesus Christ! Very nice, very nice. But like, I still am I the jackass because I still cannot get comfortable drinking a truly or a seltzer of any kind. Oh, I love it. I think they're delicious. They're so good. I think you just got to get over it. They they're they're perfect. They're less filling than like a an even light beer. It's yeah. it's much easier to have you a few guys of those. get a little yeah. buzz off of them, like just like a beer. Well, they or, they I mean, sneak like, up on you actually a little bit. <laughs> Is that what I'm <laughs> so I don't know. So I got to get back into drinking shape, apparently, allegedly. But like every year, I fight it, and then I go home, and it's like I just can't wait to yep. get my liver break. So I I had six drinks last night. I went out with a friend. I was hurting all day today. Like six Never drinks in like drinks. the course of like four hours. It was like Never nothing. Your drinks. Oh, it was because uh, I, I woke up this morning. I was like, what's my deal? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm old. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the other problem, right? Like, I, I like craft beer, love craft yeah. beer. You can't have six craft beers, right? You can <laughs> right. have 19,000 Coors Lights. Matt, you mm-hmm. can't uh, you can have a, six of the seltzers, the White Claws, the Trulies, the Hard Mountain Dews. You can do all those, have and they won't, the they won't, they're not going to, they're not going to keep put you down like the beer will. <laughs> I okay. feel like I'm in All some right. sort of weird Soviet propaganda thing where they keep slipping in hard Mountain Dew, and I'm like, Rob, just in case we talk about too Dew? many of the big pink songs, I do have a hard Mountain Dew water melon too here, just in <laughs> oh, case. Oh no! <laughs> Mountain Dew's like, guys, we sold one, and they're all going around high fiving each other down at the Mountain Dew stand. I actually did get a text from someone asking me where I purchased the hard Mountain Dew. One of our listeners, These one of the dumb losers. shit listeners, wanted to know where they could get the hard Mountain Dew. Did you guys know that? <laughs> Do we know that somebody texted you? No. Why would we know that? <laughs> One of your guys' friends too. If if, if we know that, then things are yeah. things have was gone downhill. In terms of, Aaron, you sly yeah. dog. Of course, texting you about of where to get Russell, a hard mountain. Exactly it was Manuel. Just say all the time. Had to have been Manuel. Yeah. So Matt, like, do you have any desire to ramp back up when you get up there? Are you like, oh, I'm going to try to go after it for a day, or do you just know you're it's going to put you down. It's going to be hurt too much if you if you go too oh, too deep. I mean, one night. I. God, I, yeah, no, I, I like staying up and hanging out with everybody. Right. Like there, there's a, yeah. there's a good party scene up here and it, it, it's, it's fun. Like, cause you just don't do that at home. Right? right. Like it would be like if we all lived on the same block. Right. I mean, we, we would have Saturday nights as Manuel's dream. Everybody lives yeah. on the same the block. It's true. It'd be great. You know, but like, it's a small enough Lake and everybody's close enough where it's just fun to hang out. And like, the kids are asleep. Oh, I can't hang out with anyone. Russell's, I was going to say, <laughs> no, I was going to say, Russell's nightmare. Just to get through the episode with you guys, and this is virtual. <laughs> if Russell was at the lake, he would be going to the gym nonstop to get away from all the neighbors because they're gathered in <laughs> front of his place. That'd be a brick shit house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like it's an act. It's an active act. You, I mean, for me, it's actively trying to figure out how not to like drink until like at least two or three. At least have like one beer, right? Because I mean, they're just hammering them. You can't drink all day if you don't. <laughs> I didn't you don't realize you're talking about like yep. two or three in the afternoon. That's but, what you're. Yes. Oh that, my god. But not, I mean, like not during the week, but on the weekend, you know, like Friday, Saturday. Does Sunday, that change Friday, for you Sunday. guys as your as your kids get older though? Like, so Rob's kids are a little bit older. Monday, Rob, Tuesday. when you had to deal with little kids all the time, did that change the uh, the amount you could drink? Because you're like, if I've got to get up with a, a I, younger kid, absolutely no, absolutely there is. A, there is nothing worse in this world, Russell. No. We've talked about this than having like a two-year-old yep. and being hungover. Yep. It's and you have to get up terrible. at like six thirty or six in Rosie's case, four thirty or five. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. and you're hungover. There is nothing it's worse, the worst. than that. It'll, yeah. it, it makes you it makes you drink way less because it's like yep. you, you just it's it, they're nonstop. And if anything, they crank it up. They can identify your weaknesses. They're like lions. They yes. pick out the weakest of the pack <laughs> and that's who they wake up to go like the weakest. Okay. Of the now pack. I'm going to, now I'm going to ride on your back for three hours and you're going to try not to throw up. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. But Aaron, are, is your son old? Like when is he going to re- like, well, Aaron, I think has enough drinks. You, you still partake. But like, are you like, sure, yeah. when your son gets older, do you feel like that can change? Well, I can have another drink tonight. Cause I don't have to worry about getting up at 4am or whenever your son gets. Up, I don't right? know. He fucking woke up at 445 this morning. Oh I don't know. God. He did go oh he went back God. to sleep, oh. but I don't fucking oh, yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, time to reverse the never, locks like, on the I door. I never know when he's going to wake. He, wo- he woke up at five yesterday and 445 this morning. I don't know. Uh, but he did. Yeah, I'm he plenty daycare, happy having so no heir to my throne, knowing I don't have to get up at 445 <laughs> in the morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, this morning he went back to sleep until six thirty, but I had to sleep yeah. on the floor in his bedroom Aaron, from four forty-five yeah. to six thirty. Like it's. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a nasty little secret today, Aaron? Yeah. For the here. past three days, I slept until eleven a.m. Oh every day. God. I can't imagine. Oh my god. Oh my god. Aaron's got the biggest boner. <laughs> but Rob, your your daughters have gotten a little bit older. Does, did did you have? Did your drinking habits change as your kids got older? Or did it not impact anything? Yeah, I don't know. I I honestly, I, I'm not a big like go out and get a ton of drinks guys i mean but you just it's everything changes like there's there's no aspect of your life that is the same now i did get in trouble one time i came home hammered well i probably shouldn't i'm gonna edit this out anyways but i did come home hammered and i held the baby and jenny was not pleased about that wait what? So that's, that's my bad huh eh, I, she didn't think so the baby no, it was that cool thing that I think every relationship goes through when you have a kid, which is where you almost get divorced with like three months after the baby's born. You're like, oh, I think we we're going to get divorced. This did not last very long. Like, yeah. thank God she's a doctor. I get all this money. <laughs> Don't dox me, Russell. I know what you and your uncle are trying to do. Yes, that's what I think, Russell. Oh, yes. I'd love to divorce my wife and get so much money. How does that work? Do I just say, give me some money? I think so. Yeah. Wait, half? that would work. I, mean, what, I don't know what, what it's You'd like. probably get state, alimony. Yeah. Yeah. Then I can go back to my apartment with my giant TV. And yeah, especially if you get so fired great. from your job for the podcast and you have no income. That'll definitely, you know. <laughs> Who's going to pay the Podbean hosting fees? So we got all these episodes we got to put I'm on. Somebody's got to pay those I'm fees. I'm not paying for shit for this. So I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay, just let everybody know we are starting a collection for Beck Did It Better. <laughs> somehow this has led to Rob getting fired in this conversation. Russ, rolling going. How's it going with you? I think I have an idea how it's going, but let me know. What do you think? Uh, rolling going. I, I had two ways I could go. I'm going to go the first one if it doesn't go well we'll go the other way but i got invited to a a dinner i was going out with a few of my buddies the other night and um one of them was in town uh doesn't have any kids but was in town so has no kid we were talking about kids doesn't have kids but the other one does have kids and so he we had talked about going out and getting a drink but then he eventually invited us over to his house 
for like a dinner or drinks, that type of thing or whatever. And immediately my initial thought was like, fucking a, he's got three yep. kids. Like as like, I don't have kids. I like, I don't want my night out to be like over at someone's house, hanging out with their kids. So I'm curious, like, what are you guys thoughts about like happy hours going out with friends? And that being, I'm inviting people over to either you're hanging out with other people's kids or people are hanging out with your kids. And it's different if you've got kids and you're bringing them over. Aaron's got kids and their kids are hanging out. It's different. But like when you you have a night out, do you want to go to someone's house and spend time with their kids? Can I tell you what, Russell? I used to bring my girls to happy hour with me because sometimes that's just the way it was. I've got like a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old and they've got iPads with the headphones on and they're coming to the bar with me and they're going to sit with me at happy hour. And you know what I thought about what the other people thought? What? Jack shit. I didn't care what they said because I am going out to the bar. It does not matter what people but think. You're going about my out kids. to the bar. You're not inviting yeah. them to your house. I, 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 but a lot of parents, a lot of parents do hope that someone will come hang out at their house because yeah, kids are a fucking nightmare outside of their own house and outside gotcha. of their own routine. Home field advantage is nice. Yes. Russell, can I, Russell, can I tell you a story of why you want to have people come over with the kids instead of having to go out? You have love, to get a sitter. Love to hear it. Amelia babysat last Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. No. And then they got her an Uber home. Do you know how much money she made over that time frame? Way more than we've never made in this podcast. I know that. $400. (laughs) She got paid $400 cash for babysitting the day. It was, it was, it was so much money that Jenny and I were both like, what? Should we be babysitting to London for a concert with that kind of cash? It was enough where we have literally opened like a kid's bank account debit card because we don't know what else. It's more cash than I can take out of the ATM. Like in a day (laughs) is what she made in a day with cash. It's humiliating. I'm like, I should be babysitting. That's Russell. Just picture picture going out, Russell. I gotta, gotta, Rob, Rob, Rob. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you can go some random apartment. No, wouldn't do it. Yeah, from 10 o'clock no. till 2 a.m., I'm going to give you $400. No. Would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah, not. that's no. exactly it. Your time is now where that's exactly what a 13-year-old or however yeah. old your daughter should be doing. And that's exactly how much she's probably getting paid well, there for, and it's for actually, 16 hours or whatever it is. For a day, what she, 400 bucks. But what she learned actually for me was an interesting lesson about taxation. And it was kind of a, she, she's actually kind of a, she's, she's pretty much a Republican now because she realizes that the the daddy tax is way, way, way too high. (laughs) I'm the tax man. I didn't think a 50, I didn't think a 50% cut was that big a deal. I thought it was nice. But, but one thing you mentioned, Rob, is like, you have to go through getting a babysitter. You guys are, you're married, you're, you have two parents, there's co-parenting or whatever you want to call that, you know, parenting, maybe parenting, but like. In theory, if you have to leave your kids, you have a spouse where you could go out with your friends for a night if you wanted to. Yeah. So when you say like when you if if you if I were to be there and you were to say, why don't you come over instead? Any of the three of you have an option to say like, well, maybe it's easier if I just go out with Russ and this other buddy as opposed to bringing them. What's what's your guys thought? Like, do you realize when you invite people over to your house that they don't want to hang out with your kids? Do you guys get this or not? (laughs) Do you understand it or are you so far beyond it because your kids are too old? You don't even get it anymore. Leading the witness. Leading the witness objection. Matt has a thought and then I'll have a thought when Matt's done. No, I was going to say how far in advance you said, you know, the options are somebody else stays at home with the kid and they go, how far in advance do you make these plans? Are you calling them up like on Saturday afternoon saying, Hey, so-and-so is in town. Let's go out tonight. Where it's like you give them like a five hour lead time or is it no, like let's a say, two let's week say it's lead? a couple of weeks. 
Okay. Well, then they should probably be able to plan appropriately, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, a if it's like a day or two, yeah. you know, like That's lead time, it's like, well, she's, you know, wife's already going out and, you know, I'm stuck. And so, mm-hmm. you know, hey, it'd be great to see you guys. Come on over if you want. And then you don't have to go over. Might be a dick move not to go over for like an hour or so just to hang out. But like, yeah. you know. Plus, Russell's just over there playing with Legos, drinking wine, doing the errand. Well, also, yeah, yeah. when you, so, I mean, I don't know. For us, it's pretty like, the the times where we're, where we're chatting with friends, like we ask them like, well, do you want to come over from three to six and hang out with Wallace? Or do you want to come over at seven 30 after he's gone to bed? Like, you know, our thing is like, you know, yes, if you want to see you. Wallace, cause you haven't seen him for a year, like you're going to be playing Legos on the floor. But if the you other thing, wait, the other thing, Russell, yeah. Come over when he's gone to just, bed, then we'll hang out after he's gone to bed. And that's why parents like people have their, at their place. Cause you put your kid to bed and then hang out. And then you don't have to hang out with the kid either, Russell. I mean, like, I'm yes. pretty good at going over to a friend's house and just putting up the, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, have yeah. fun over there. Like, you, you just be a dick to the kid. They'll get it. They'll be fine. The, I think so. kids are like cats, though. They know who doesn't yeah. like kids, and that's who they, they gravitate know. toward. They want to, <laughs> yeah. Russell, so you just gotta let's shovel. play Legos. I don't, I, don't think I, can, I don't think I can do that, though, because when you're an uncle, you have this, like, innate that's there's different. this part of you when yeah. you're around a kid for just a little bit, you have to, like, engage with them. You have to try to be nice. You have to if act it's your like niece or everything nephew, they're doing is yeah. super interesting. The kid if comes over and asks your nephew, you're, you're contractually obligated. Somebody else, some random dude from high school or college, their kids, you're not contractually obligated. You're fine. Just <laughs> push them off down. to the corner. I'm going to write yeah, this yeah. down. Push you them don't. off in the corner. I like the idea that they come up there like, <laughs> oh, shit, what was it? No, I had a good idea of what bugs Russell. Oh, shit. No, I'll I tell you what it. bugs Russell. Oh, I know what it was. It was, it was this. Oh, Russell. Let me tell you about my day at work. Blah, 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 blah. Russell's like, I hate these kids. <laughs> it's worse. Here, here's my other question, though. Like, what would you rather do with your friends? Would you rather, like, if if you had the choice of, hey, we can go out to a bar and get a, a drink or two, go each our separate ways. There is no choice. Or, there is no, no, no choice. No, 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 no. You're not listening. If you have the choice, let's say you I'm have a night listening. out. You have a night out. Your night is, you okay. can go out. Your choice is you can come to my house. For a night, or we can just go to a bar and get a drink and then go our separate so that's ways. That's your choice, though. I get that's you, your you're just choice. Not listening at all to the question, Matt. <laughs> I am. I'm saying it, you're talking about your choice. It's hard to what, tell what you Russell wants do? you to say, though. It's hard no. to see. Yeah. He's, he's I would like to, to hang out. out with my friend as much as I can because it's about hanging with a friend. No, at who's ever or wherever, no, wherever no, no, they no, are. I'm, I'm, I would rather hang out with there if it's at the bar. Great. If it's that, if it, if it's the if I have a choice, yeah, go to the bar. Sit down there, watch them, you know, Mike. watch them sports or something. But what is the choice? It sounds like your buddy didn't have a choice. No, you're not listening. It's either. My, I'm, I'm shifting completely. My question is, would you rather go to the bar with friends or would you rather go to a house with friends? Oh, in general? Yeah, just oh. in general. Where would you rather be? I, at someone's house or the bar? I think a bar. I think you're trapped at a house. I feel trapped when I'm at somebody's house. So that's what I was saying. Part of it is like when you get like if someone has a choice and they say, come over to my house, it's like. I don't want to be in, in like imposing. Yeah. I just want to, I would rather go to a third party place where we can come and go as we want. Right. So don't go to their house then. <laughs> right. I don't want to go out here. How's it going with you? <laughs> Wait, I did mine already. I did mine about house music. <laughs> Matt, have we done you? <laughs> well, my <laughs> second rolling go was about the NBA Is it draft. time for the rating system? Really yeah, the draft <laughs> system. So this is like a, re- uh, a replay of that, uh, that, who was the band with the Lou Reed <laughs> Velvet guy? Underground. Yeah, that's about where we're at. 
this is uh, so my rolling going is uh, the other day I invited Russell over to my house, uh, so that was that was on me. But you notice I'm gonna Rob, take the blame for that one. You know, here's I mean this I'm a player. I, I'm not a player. I just crush a lot when it comes to invites like this. Yeah. When oh, I was in New York, okay. Rob was like, "Well, you could come out to Roosevelt Island." I'm like, "Ah." I, I, I'd rather go see the rest of New York. I don't, I don't want to go to Rob's house. I'd rather go see the rest of the city. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're a fool if you think you would have come in the apartment because we would have gone straight up to the roof. Nobody in New York visits <laughs> each other in their apartments. You have tiny apartments that are filthy. Nobody wants to see that. Oh. Uh, with just a giant 61-inch TV that cost $1,000 a long time ago. Uh, so here's the deal. I, I put on this shirt today special for you guys. So this is my fancy, fun shirt. bowling shirt. It kind of gives you the vibe of like, Hey, that uncle you don't see very much is in town and he wants to hang out with you type things. Like it's, it's kind of a fun uncle shirt vibe. Mm-hmm. Somebody at my work said, Hey, where did you get that shirt? Uh, I want the link to the website so I can get one. Is this the shirt you're and wearing I, now? Yeah. And I was kind of like, by the way, if, <laughs> Wait, you, if I remind the- you, this is the shirt I wore in Vegas. Speaking of crushing oh, yeah. a lot, this was the shirt that people came up and talked to me all the time. They were so impressed by the dance floor magnet. It's or- crazy. You want 45 to 46 year old women to come talk to you. This is the shirt to wear. <laughs> the thing is, is that this guy at work wants to buy the shirt. And I'm kind of like, you can't sell it. It's, that's my shirt. It's, that's it's my kind shirt. of, yeah. and I don't want to bring this up again. It's kind of stolen valor with my shirt. Don't you think like Absolutely. if the guy starts wearing the same shirt when I'm known as the teacher with the crazy shirts. And now this guy, it's your dress Hawaiian. You can't yeah. get that up. Yeah, so he's, now he's, he wants to do it. And not only that, guess what the worst part of the story was? What's that? The website that I bought this shirt from, I looked it up and then had to email it to him. This is what I had to email to a coworker in a professional setting. Oh, yes. Thank you for the email. I got the shirt at www.harddaddy.com. The website was called <laughs> harddaddy.com. So I had to say, yes, I got it from harddaddy.com. And then I wrote like, sorry, Rob. It's a great shirt. And then guess what? End of the school year. I told you guys we had the open bar thing. The headmaster was wearing a shirt like mine. Oh, no. It was stolen valor. Everybody at this school is trying to dress like me. Can you imagine a more insane thing than anyone wanting to be like me? Like, what are they thinking? It's terrible. And I almost went up to the guy and was like, hey, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is kind of my thing. Your like, style. Yeah. If they were like, oh, I've got into powerlifting too, I'd be like, what the? You can't do that, guys. I don't know. Do you, I, I think your wife did it just fine and she bypassed <laughs> you, right? <laughs> Nobody confuses me for my wife. I'll tell you that right now. So, but isn't she so, a legit like national champion? Mm, yes, I guess you're right. And listen, this episode, by the way, just real quick, sponsored by hardaddies2.com. Okay. It's a little <laughs> bit different, uh, but go check it out. Okay. I think you'll find that these, I have to read the copy here. Hard daddies too are two hard daddies. That doesn't even really make sense. I mean, that doesn't even a duo of no hard daddies. That actually reminds me, there was. I think oh. two hard daddies is a different different thing altogether. I feel like an, I've done that in college. There used to be an energy bar sold at uh, Starbucks in San Francisco called Two Moms in the Raw. Two moms in the what? In the raw. In the raw. Yeah. Oh, wow. Two moms. But anyway, uh, hey, is this a music podcast? Let's talk about some music. Well, according to you, this isn't music. This is trash, is what you've been saying (laughs) to us all week, Aaron. The link is purple and two moms in the raw. I just said I had got some. I might. I mean, now I'm fine. But earlier today, I was going to blow a gasket about this album. So the the band got off tour with Dylan as his background band called The Hawks. And in fact, the cover of this album is actually painted by Bob Dylan. 
So this they, they had been writing this music while on tour, and it turned out that a couple of them got a house together in West Socrates, New York. And you guys want to guess what color that house was? Pink. Okay. And you want to guess how that house wasn't like Aaron's? It was big. So this is why it's called from the big pink. It's actually from the house they lived in, uh, which I don't know. What would you like? What would you name something you did when you were younger in a house that you shared with your friends? Like, oh, this is the one that we spilled a keg like two months in and it smelled for nine years. Uh, this album was actually, so this album My is kind album of interesting. called Annoying House with Young Children that I didn't want to be invited to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Russell. Sometimes it's hard to tell how you feel about a subject. Oh. Uh, they had to talk drummer and singer Levon Helm into coming off working the oil fields to actually make this album. Interesting. This album was, every song on this album is recorded live, no overdubs, which is why sometimes you hear the breaking of the voice and the certain instrumentation that you do. Um, but it kind of gives it an interesting feel. And really this album blew up because the band performed at Woodstock and they got a lot of play from the song, The Weight being included in Easy Rider to the point where Pink Floyd says that after Sgt. Pepper, this is the number two inspirational album for Pink Floyd. Wow. In general. And really, a lot of people give the band credit for starting what we talked about with Lucinda Williams as the Americana move, movement, even though they are Canadian. Okay. So a lot like a band I know called Rush. Okay. Which we're not going to get into. And um, so let's get into music from the big. Is it just from the big pink? Am I saying the name wrong? What is it's the album? Music from the big pink. Music from the big pink. This came out in 68. First song, Tears of Rage. One of the three written by Dylan on the album. Kind of a New Orleans style gospel. I would say this is one of the worst opening songs we've ever heard. <laughs> Take away Radiohead. It's I mean, gotta it's be always the, worst. the same with these guys. Like this band is great. They're so tight. These voices just I, yep. I like. Ah, like if you so got a wrong? great song, like get a great singer to sing it. So slow. It's slow. I mean, yeah, I don't love the slow tempos, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's like these guys are, I think they're great musicians. They're just not great singers and good songwriters too. But it's just like, if I want to hear like a great voice, sing these songs. I cannot believe how much play this album gets until I watched today. I watched that uh, Martin Scorsese documentary that uh, Mass brought up before the last waltz. When you see these guys play on the last waltz, it sounds fucking fantastic. They sound so good. They are, it's music that you could just listen to all day. And then you come in and listen to like this to kingdom come. I mean, listen to this thing. I, I mean, I, you know who I hear here though, is a, some grateful dead type stuff. I mean, isn't that kind of yeah. what it sounds like? It sounds like this is just a bootleg album from somewhere. All right. I thought it sounded like the Beatles. <laughs> I yeah, kind of like out of tune piano kind of thing, right? It was always the thing when people were way into the Grateful Dead and they'd be like, oh, dude, I had so many friends in high school who were big into the Grateful Dead. And they'd be like, bro, you got to listen to the Grateful Dead. And so we'd sit there and listen to like a 45 minute jam where it all sounded like that. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't get any of this. Like I, so that, that was Robbie Robertson was on the lead vocals there. And I, I was reading that Richard Manuel was the other lead vocal vocalist. And then Levon Helm, the drummer was another one. So they have numerous lead vocalists for the band. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you can hear them all on one of the songs. They all three are singing. Aaron, do you think they're good singers? Like, I know they get credit for, like, having these harmonies that are good, or what are your thoughts on, on these guys as singers? I mean, I, I don't like their voices, but I'm just one person with one opinion, but uh, they're, not, they're not the voices that I want to hear sing, sing songs. 
Here we have In a Station, which Richard Manuel said that this is his George Harrison song because of how the lyrics go. This might be the worst opening three tracks on an album we've listened to so far, right? Like, is there anything about this so far that just, like, grabs you by the, the guts and says, oh, I need more of this? I like the piano. Like, I... I'm not saying there's not really cool things. I think there's really cool things on this, honestly, but... You're just going to bring up the tuba lately. We know we're going to talk about the tuba again later in the album. We're going to talk about the organ. It's, but the thing, I mean, I don't, it's a, it's, that's the thing is that when you watch that documentary live, they sound so good. There's just something about the recording of this. And you guys know I'm a, I'm a production snob, but it's, it drives me crazy. I just, I was walking around today town listening to this in the headphones and I just, I constantly would check to see how many songs were left. Caledonia Missions. This song is a little bit more fast paced, which I enjoy. It's kind of a strange song, but I kind of like this one. It's unique. What else have we listened to so far that's anything like this? I think the other band album that we listened to. <laughs> it's kind of like a rainy. I don't remember kind of us savaging the other band album. One. The other one must have had a little, little more tempo or the something. The other one was much it. was much more consistent. The Brown album. The band by the band. God, I hear so much performed by the band. Great, the band. Great, Grateful Dead in there. Don't ever forget that was Bad Company. The song Bad Company performed by the band Bad Company right. on the album. <laughs> right. Bad Company. <laughs> Next, we have the song that basically is the reason the album is here. The Weight. A beautiful song. And so good. I mean, this might be in the top 20 of the songs we've heard so far. Like, this is a great fucking song. Matt, it's what so do you funny. think of the band? You're you're a big Bob Dylan guy. They're backing band for him. He wrote three of these songs. What do you think? I think they're a live band that has albums, and now we're judging them off of a recording <laughs> when they're just a live band. Sure. And so, That's a great you know, point. I mean, you have Pink Floyd saying they're one of the most influential people. I mean, it's hard to argue, but I just think it's kind of like uh, Patti Smith and things like that, where they're. They got to put out albums. They got to sell. They got to try to get on the radio. Things like this, I guess. But I mean, they're just uh, if you watch the last waltz. I mean, they are a live band. Do you so, do you think it, if you were around in 1968, this music would be revolutionary? That it's not like I don't yeah. know because I mean, we, you've we got, got a Canadian, a lot of albums from the late 60s that are way like more advanced. Yeah, than this. but they you've sound got better. a Canadian group that toured with Bob Dylan, hey. who's trying to do Southern <laughs> rock, right? And so, I mean, like they're kind of all over the place, but at the same time, they're hitting such a wide swath of the music world in 1968, and they're playing. You know, so I mean, you can see why they're. Uh, touted or why they're so well known i guess more than anything whereas you know the grateful dead kind of had a scene i mean these guys don't really have a scene i don't think it's true if that makes sense and so you know they're out there touring but it's not like they're uh you know the identity of some cultural movement or anything like that so one thing i was reading is that the the rock band nazareth actually took their name from this song rob isn't nazareth one of the the inspirations for one of our Ooh. Yeah, of in course. Tonight, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, Joni Mitchell's in Nazareth. Absolutely, it's this this flight tonight. One of the greatest hear about your flight, flight tonight. tonight. Flight tonight. Uh, so, I wanted to say, I, 
I was kind of curious about the weight because there's two <laughs> famous there's two famous covers of this song. Probably one of the one of the favorite that I pulled is this Aretha Franklin cover of the weight. I think this one actually made it higher on the charts. It's a jam. It's crazy because the band version is a fantastic song, but if you listen to this one, it's like uh, a little Ugh. quicker, isn't it? It's a little. Got a little more energy to it. I'm Aretha did I'm this gonna, for I'm like a long stretch might... in the late 60s, early 70s, where she would just take someone else's song. And she'd be like, oh, you you made a nice song. Now let me just make your song again and completely destroy what you did. Right? Like, she would just end people's whole careers that way. What if she started a podcast while she was, I don't, I don't think I'm <laughs> Right. Here, but, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But if she started a Beck did a better podcast, it would be way better than what we can do. Yeah, yeah, no shit. She's Aretha Franklin. All right, next up, all we can talk. This is actually, if you listen, this is all three singers singing at one time here. Robertson, Levon Helm, Manuel, Manuel. I think this is where they actually do pretty well yes. vocally. Like I think this is like kind of their sweet spot for singing. It it because there's certain parts of all these songs where you get these harmonies and these guys singing together, and you can just yeah, tell the they're a well-oiled machine. Rocking, it yeah. sounds good. And even like the panning on the song, you have one person singing in one ear, one in another. It's great. Uh, next up, we have uh, "Long Black Veil," which of course is probably mo- most famous by Johnny Cash. But oh no no no, it's most famous because Aaron had one of the greatest ideas for a book ever. Aaron, what is your idea? I wanted to write a whole book on this uh, on this story about the guy who what's was the story framed. Well, so the, this man, you know, witnesses a murder, uh, and love he's the singing there. Charged with murder, and it turns out that the night of the murder, he was with his best friend's wife, and he goes to his grave. He goes all the way to the hangman's noose because he won't say where he was. It's a great story because he wants to preserve his his well, friend and his Rob. friend's wife's. Russell, you know, reputation. Rob, what would you do? Would you go to the grave or would you admit you were with your best friend's wife? Oh, if I was any kind of, oh, I'd be telling everybody immediately. <laughs> I'd be like Hulk Hogan. I'd be putting out that film. See, Russell, that's why you want to go to people's houses. Because then you could have a Hulk Hogan type situation. A perfect opportunity Blah. for a long black veil moment, huh? Hey, brother, I'm going to tell the judge that I was definitely fucking your wife right now. I'm so full of sushi. Blah. <laughs> Hey, I've got this idea for re- hey sharks. I've got this idea for a restaurant. It's pasta. Aaron, hey, is, is this writer of yours not finished the pasta media out the blog yet? I don't think so. No, I've been checking. When you, you, I know. You I don't. That I don't. This was coming. I know. I don't think it ever came. I've been following because I still follow Colette around on Twitter, but I don't think she's written the uh, definitive. Uh, oral history of Hulk Hogan's pasta mania. But if it happens, I she, you can be sure I will talk about it on this podcast. She better hurry up or else somebody else is definitely going to write about it. All right, we're going to take <laughs> a pause. Matt's going Matt's gonna to switch computers here. What? No? He's, he's, <laughs> he's putting up his finger like he's got to stop. It was great watching Russell read his he's mind. Got, he's got totally something important he's, he's been... Yeah. Yeah, because he's got to Okay, take. Matt, one word, a movie. The Swedes have one more drink, Russell. One more drink. That's it. <laughs> At least one of what is Rosie. It, yeah. Um... I got, where does the the female the 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 wife and the side piece where does she fit into your story? Because I mean, like, how can she let that dude die? That's my question. That's a good That's a question. Point. That's a very good. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, it's just the story of of the song, right? They all, uh, and yeah, she doesn't speak up either. 
Listen, yeah. when you I guess write because this she, book, they have it like they've got a they've got a bond where the guy who's accused of the crime says, no, look, like, here's the deal. Like, we're not going to let this out. Maybe they got kids. Maybe they got a high standing okay. in the community. And he's just like, no, I'm going to yeah. fall on the sword. But you know, if, you know, if, if she had kids, he wouldn't be going over to her house. Like, that's something you just know wouldn't happen. Like, <laughs> you'd never do that. No. I don't know if you, I don't know what you guys think about that, but that, I've got some strong opinions about it. Here's the thing. Um, that, that song, if you dig into it is it's Johnny or Johnny cash saying that on one of his episodes of the Johnny cash show. And I went down a rabbit hole today of watching Johnny cash. So show clips on YouTube. Oh, that's fun. It's a great idea for a show. It's Johnny cash. They come out and they tell like one joke and then it's just him singing like the biggest song. Uh, what was the era of, of the that day. show? I think like a picture, but was it 70s? 60s, it I think. 60s, 60s? Or maybe okay. 70s. I'm not sure. Yeah. But here's him singing that song with Joni Mitchell. I mean, listen to this. It would have to be late 60s or early 70s. Imagine you could turn on the TV and just watch like... You just see stuff like this. Like, it'd be mind-blowing. And you know what? And you know what? It, it's kind of like Aaron. You know what it reminded me of is when during quarantine you were watching the, um, they did that with the hip hop stuff, right? Where they'd bring people in to sing together. The verses, you know, the, all those verses uh, things. Oh, yeah. Cool. The verses yeah, totally. stuff. I mean, that's what it was. It's like, that's right. We need more fun like, oh, programming like that. Where you just get music. Right. Oh, I just love it. Uh, next you. up. Okay. We have a song that Aaron says, great title. It's called chest fever, chest fever. Love Aaron. the title. Yeah. This is basically like their the organ guy did a lot of their musical organizing and arranging and sort of like okay you can have a song where it's just all organ but you hear so much of like eighties like foreigner bad company no, the who? You're totally don't right. get yes. fooled again I hear yeah. the who I hear um I even hear Pink Floyd here like you can kind of hear where they get their sound from a little bit here yeah I hear you on this that is one. what they opened up Woodstock with this is the song. And they you know were what? between they were between two bands. They were between ten years after. Who have, have you ever heard of them? No, I've never. No, no. And and before Blood, Sweat, and Tears. That'd be pretty sweet seeing the band and Blood, Sweat, and Tears one two. All right, guys, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on a limb right now and say going to Woodstock would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I bet it was fun. I think I feel like people saw some good bands there. You know what I heard at the beginning of that was Johann Sebastian Bach. Aaron, did you hear it? The Toccata and Fugue D minor. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, it definitely sounds like, like we've, like we've talked about music. this the last few weeks. I thought we could do a mini list today of the the best songs ever that were inspired by Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh wow! Yeah, a mini list, a mini list, a mini list. Have you seen that movie Bach to the Future? Where it goes, hey, hey, uh, what's his first name? Hey, Johan. This is your cousin, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt Bach. Kurt, Kurt Bach. Hey, you know that's that fugue you've been looking for? You gotta try D minor. <laughs> you know? Oh God. <laughs> you know what? I have to say, Rob, you'll appreciate this. I didn't get this one on the list, but he does have a one of the famous Bach songs is something on the G string, is what it's called. On the G string. And I never nice. realized that's where G-string. the G string came from. That's yeah. right. Next string. up, Johann Sebastian Bach. Come on out. Drop your linen and quit your grinning, Johann. It's time for the G string. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before we get to the list, I, I learned something about Bach that I maybe Aaron knows this because he studied, studied music composition. 
But yeah. in 19 or 1740, Bach was struggling with his eyesight. So he decided to go have a surgery to correct his vision. And it went horribly wrong and left him blind. And I was thinking, what kind of eye surgeries were they doing in the <laughs> 1740s? Holy shit. What were they I didn't doing? know that. Yeah. That sounds awful. You, you, I don't know. Can you even imagine like idea. going. Here's like <laughs> this rusty spoon that we're going to. What were they doing? I don't know. It's like, man, okay. So the, the first step, you are going to be seen by the witch. And then after that, the surgeon is going to come in. Uh, we're going to attach all these leeches to your eyeball. Oh, it'd be terrible. Oof, so I thought so we could maybe nuts. do this a little bit differently. I'm going to play you guys the box song first so you can hear it. And then we'll see if we can connect it to the, the popular song. There's just a couple of them. So the first I like is, it. I believe it's well, called. It, there better just be a couple because I heard this is a mini list. It's a mini okay. list. The first one is Beret in E minor by Bach. Let's check this part out. Beret in E minor. Ooh, Where's that one? Yeah, oh, one. here it is. Right there. Yeah. You know what people said when they heard this song, Russell? What's that? Bip, bip, booray. <laughs> and Bach was like, are they booing me? And they're like, no, they're saying booray. Well, he definitely had to ask because he's blind after his eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as blind as a booray up here. I can't see anything. So I don't know if you guys make the connection say, there. But talk- I will say, Russell, do you know what his favorite kind of DVD was? What's that? A booray. A booray. A, a yeah. booray. Yeah, Blu-ray. I've never owned a Blu-ray in my life. Have you guys owned a Blu-ray or not? No. I've no. got so many HD DVD players. It would blow your mind how many HD DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's the alternate one that Blu-ray beat out. I don't know if you cares. guys will hear this one, but we we talked about this song once before. Uh, this was Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. See if you can hear the oh. similarities here. So between yeah, that... Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Let me play yeah, the box. Slow it down, and yeah, no, I hear it. Ooh. It's just a little bit slower, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Love it, Russell. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. I'd say this list is going back to the basics for sure. Well, we did Metallica. We Blackbird and Penny Lane by the Beatles were inspired by Bach. We uh, Light Light My Fire by the Doors was inspired by Bach. We didn't cover that one. But the next one we're going to talk about is this list is getting Toccata and Fugue D in minor. It's the same one we heard before, but it's a different part of the song. Check this part out. This one? Oh. You guys, you know what that is when you listen to it? What? The song? You, can you hear what what current, what popular song or what, what song in pop music or rock music was that? No, Take it no I recognize me. the I recognize the song, can, but I don't. Can you can you imagine like you're listening to Taylor Swift and all of a sudden you just heard she's got this part of the song and you're like, oh, that Taylor Swift stealing from Bach. Well, if she ever actually that if, was about she, her break, Bach up. If she ever mm-hmm. if she ever did break up with this guy and you'd have to go to side A of her liner notes and you would connect the EVHs <laughs> and it would show Eddie Van Halen for Eruption. Check out Eruption. Yes. This is inspired by Bach. <laughs> This is where it came from. Oh, wow. So good. That is awesome. And I think Bach was like a big, or Van Halen was a big classical music guy. Hello. I'm a big classical music guy. (laughs) Actually, I'm big classical music. music Well, yeah, because he famously doesn't, he famously didn't listen to other guitarists, right? Like he was like, I don't listen Mm -hmm. to, but he did listen to Bach. That's awesome. Wow. All right. Last song on the list. Uh, we're going to start with uh, this one is Russell. Those were Bach to Bach. Great examples. 
We're going, well, this is a dynasty. We're going Bach to Bach to Bach. This is Bach's Brandenburg Concerto number three. Check this one out. Number three, ironic that it's third on your list. Aaron, you know this one or not? Not that well. I don't listen to Bach as much as I should. Uh, Mostly I just listen to the cello sonatas now if I do. Well, you know who did listen to it? This was always on. My my mom had this on CD, so we definitely listened we definitely listened to this on CD in the house you, growing up because my mom had you know, this stuff. You know that when Bach first made this song, it was like to fucking do, right? Like this was his like <laughs> sexual healing. Put this on. He's Imagine like, wait till you hear pod- this. What if they had podcasts back in the Baroque period? What, what, would, it, what, what would the entrance, the parody song sounded like, Rob? <laughs> oh, if, it would just be this. It'd be, Beck did it better is actually bad. You know, it's just whatever. <laughs> They're all the same if you listen to them. Well, Aaron might not have listened to that one a lot, but you know who did is Exhibit, because this is the oh. symphony in X major by Exhibit. Check this out. What? Oh, yeah. No, he's... It's X major. Welcome to the real world. Yes! Life like a Hitchcock flick. Stick to the script. If she can't stick to the script, stick to the The hell if Bach didn't do it better with Exhibit. This is badass. <laughs> this is great. Oh. oh, no, I see where this joke is going, by the way. Oh, oh no, Russell! Russell. You, you have a sense. Connect all those. I don't really, but I just think. Well, Russell, did I would exhibit say, do it better. Or what? I would say when you're looking at songs, yeah, and who they're based off of. I didn't see a lot of Mozart in there. I didn't see much list. No, huh? So it makes me think. You know who did it better? Exhibit did it better. Yo, no, <laughs> <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach did it, did it better. better. Russell Bach did it better. Great list. That wasn't a, that unfortunately was not a top five list, but it was a top five mini list. Oh yeah! It's like Franz when he's only four feet tall. That's like a top two mini list. That was I would say as a top, and it's not number two. You know what I'm talking about? All right, let's get back to music from the band, the big pink. Is it necessary? Yep, we have to. Is we're contractually (sighs) obligated. Lonesome Susie. Jesus Christ. What do you guys so, think of the organs? So this is there's Lowry organ. It's a Lowry organ, which is like a knockoff of a Hammond organ. But like yeah. the organ is almost too much on this, right? Like we've heard albums before with all these different organs and uh electric pianos, and it kind of works well. <clears throat> this seems like a bit uh-huh. much on the organ, don't you think? Russell, this is a hundredth episode special. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Let's hear it. <clears throat> oh, this is too much organ? I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. 100 episodes in. Could you possibly have? You think you could get that back on episode one? I don't think so. No way. Yeah, there's never a big organ joke on episode one. This is the we first one we've ever done. We maybe would have had one, but Aaron's audio wouldn't have been good enough, so the laughter wouldn't have came through. It wouldn't have been there. Yeah, it wouldn't have been in there. I, I will say, there's this song sounds like it was like Vera speeded to slow. They're like, listen, guys, we got to fill five minutes of this album. What are we going to do? Slow it down, stretch it out, stretch so it out. Clearly, we know which way we're all going on this. Do you think this? Are they a New York band? Is this? Is there's a relationship with people at Rolling Stone, or why do you think this is so high? We got, oh. we got to like, we got. It's the elephant in the room. What, what's going on here? I think it's incredibly. You can see this music spilling out to music like a. It's like a virus. This thing going out. You just hear. I think you hear 
the arrangements, you hear how it's set up. It's it's this laid back kind of alternative style. Like this was the original alternative music, right? I suppose Matt mentioned like Pink Floyd and other groups said this is very influential for him. So I, I guess if right, if bands it. say they like it, they like it. But I mean, maybe it's the Dylan connection. I don't know. I, I, I can't. Plus, I can't listen to it after today. So I, I, mean, I don't imagine know. That, but imagine that you're sitting there listening to like Sgt. Pepper, right? It's coming out around now, right? Same time as this album. So you're listening to these super popular hyper-produced albums where now you're getting sound effects and a thousand instruments and everybody is like, hey, have you heard about this four-track recorder? And then you have this band that literally is just like, nope, we're just going to play everything live and we're going to be sure, doing it. Like just listen to the blues if you wanted to hear a simple sound or jazz with like listen, real musicians. Like, I mean, listen, this shit sucks. This Russell, you, second, you made me say it out loud. <laughs> you just said this shit sucks. <laughs> This is Damn, such a bummer Aaron. for a 100th episode. This is such a bummer. <laughs> I told and you we should have just redone the Taylor Swift. I thought we were going we to just roll through these last three songs and go to the rating, and then you made us talk more, and I can't, I can't do it anymore about this album. This song, this song is written by <laughs> Bob Dylan. And Aaron. He, Aaron has never said a mean <laughs> thing about an album in, in the two years we've done this. <laughs> and I don't want to. Like There are people who love this album, like probably people who are listening who love this album, and I don't want to... like. It's not who, well, what's my opinion? But I'm just Aaron, a guy if who somebody, listens to music sometimes. If you ask somebody, what's your favorite album? And they said music from the big pink. What would you think of that person? If they said that, wouldn't you just be like, wait a minute, come on. I would want to know, like, what do you love about it? I would want to know no. what is it that like, that really grabs you about this album? I would like, have regretted would be- inviting them. I would have regretted inviting them over for my house. Okay. I mean, <laughs> my kids just heard what you said about the greatest album. <laughs> this wheels on fire. This is written by Dylan, which when you know that and you hear it, you can hear Dylan it's so much faster and like. No, I was reading GQ a few years back, put out a list of the most stylish musicians ever. And Levon Helm was listed as number 48. He wore chambray shirts, rugged denim and a scratchy beard to match. Helm was a hidden icon, even in his own band. 48th in the most stylish musicians ever. Turns out Beck was listed as number 25. From his thrift store (laughs) jeans and slacker gear and his skinny nightclub suit and some, Mr. Hansen has been one of the most stylish men in rock for nearly two decades. So when it comes to be a more stylish musician between Levon Helm from the band or Beck, who did it better? Beck did it better. You know who got last place in that, by the way? Ooh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Oh. He doesn't wear anything. He's just out there. Yeah. Those cum gutters are I not a say Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Do you guys have a guess of who the most stylish musician was? The most Is it Collins. Man or male or oh, female? Collins, I like that. Also, I'll give you a hint. Male within the last 20, 30 years of music. It's got to be Prince. Prince. Matt? Oh. Uh. I'm not sure. The answer, according to GQ, was Lenny Kravitz. Oh, I mean, speaking that's, of cum gunners, that's he's got them. <laughs> and he, you know what else he's got? What's that? Gutters. An absolute Gutters. missile down there. He <laughs> what do you is, mean? <laughs> he is packing meat. Oh, my God. He <laughs> is like, I mean, he is the submarine. I mean, it's I like, will say also his first two albums, very fun to listen to. Like, I don't know. He's probably not on this list at all. Maybe he is. I don't know. But. His, Aaron, his stuff is fun to listen Aaron, to. We gave you a chance to talk about music, okay? Now this is the part of the podcast where I talk about <laughs> a famous guy's penis. 
Lenny Kravitz yeah, has a Aaron, famous it's clip. It's true. If Aaron starts saying this music is shitty or whatever, then Aaron Rob's allowed to do what he wants. Lenny Kravitz, one of the most God, famous things about to. him. I don't want to be negative. Is that Lenny Kravitz was doing a concert where he jumped up and did the splits and his pants just exploded, just wide open. <laughs> and out from the depths of Lenny Kravitz's crotch. <laughs> With the heat of a thousand suns. <laughs> Comes out this Mohadib, the sandworm. Mohadib. <laughs> the birth of everything. And you just look at it and you're like, I've heard of Lisa Bonet, but whoa, whoa, whoa. It, look up the clip. Guys, I mean, he's a professional snake trainer. Like when, <laughs> That's why there's that clip of Lenny Kravitz getting turned on and he immediately passes out. Because there's just not enough blood in a human body. To, what are you talking mean, for what's about? Going on. You've watched a lot of Lenny Kravitz videos. Rob, like, oh. Rob, what if he had the same issue that Liam Neeson had? Like, imagine oh how far down his jeans he would be peeing. If I, I'm telling you again, if I was smoking like that, the Cubans, I would be peeing my pants all the time. It's slow, low down. I got multiple texts to the Bex line of just pictures of Liam's pee pants. And I was like, yeah, I told you about it. This is your number one place for guys, huge dongs news. I think this is guys. I think, you know what? I was complaining. This is our in the, episode. I was complaining in the theme song. We don't have any new bits. This is the new bits. Cele- celebrity big 100. dongs. Yeah. And here are my rules about celebrity big dongs. They don't actually have to be big dongs. How many they rules could just be nearby there? a big dong. How many rules a, are there? Well, you know, I, I'm on the list, but it's a mini list. So it's a little bit different. I shall be released. I shall be released. Another Dylan song. Sounds like the Bee Gees to me. That's it's something you would I stole. Say that. Like that's such a crazy connection. You would say that because this is on Nina Simone's album that also includes covers of the Bee Gees song "To Love Somebody." Oh, I great song. That's, that's why you come up with that. So Dylan recorded this, this, this song. Is not, this is original to them, or who, who's the original? Dylan. This is a okay. Dylan song, but he recorded it separately later, and Rolling Stone said it was the sixth best Dylan song ever, which is insane. Why are we following a magazine that would make that take? That that's the sixth best Dylan song. You got to be kidding me. This is our whole podcast is built around that magazine. It's a great song. You think that's the sixth best song, Aaron? I mean, I'm not really into ranking music, Rob. <laughs> Aaron, I got bad news for you. Because next up is the rating system. <laughs> Rating system. Oh, yeah. Well, Matt, for this, Matt, we are talking about the band. Who? No. The band. <laughs> oh, them? No. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're going to prog rock tonight? Great. You know, the, uh, the house band? The house music band? Back in my day, we had Bob Hope, Johnny Cash, oh, oh, and Mozart. <laughs> and now we've got no hope, no cash, and I'm on a mini list. It's terrible. All right, so listen up. We are talking about music from the Big Pink by the band, okay? Who knows how we're going to rank this album? Nobody knows, okay? A great album for our 100th episode special, okay? Very excited. We're hopped up. We've got the most energy. Yeah, let's go. Yeah! Is this album. A rolling well-toned. It's perfect at 100. Mwah. A cent is called a cent because it makes 100 of them to make a dollar. Is this the perfect 
dollar album? Is this the hundredth graded album? One zero zero? I mean, a century of albums, and we're to this. And to think that by Rolling Stone standards, every album is going to be worse after this. So something to think about uh, with how we're spending our time, actually. Is this perfect at 100? That is a rolling, well-toned. Is this not very good? We didn't like it. That is a rolling groan. Uh. Or do we think <laughs> this album is actually really, really good and it should be higher up? Okay. And we should have listened to the songs more, actually, and probably a lot slower to really get into it and listen to it. What do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Russell, what do you think? You know what? I, I didn't hate this album. Uh, we, we were kind of ragging on it the whole time. I, th- I thought there's some interesting stuff, some interesting inspiration. We have inspiration from classical music. I like that Lowry organ. I wish there was a, a handful of the organ songs instead of the whole thing being overtaken by that Lowry. So for me, uh, I, I don't think I'll go back and listen to it too many times. I'm going to say it's rolling groan. Uh. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I think this album is on here uh, because of the association with Dylan and then because of uh, the weight, the song, the weight. And great then, song. You know, yeah, yep. great song. So, you know, after that, I'm not sure why it's on here. So yep. I'm going to say it's rolling, uh, rolling grown. It's definitely not being the top 100. Uh, it feels like there's a lot that comes out of here. I mean, I'm just, I, I hadn't put two and two together, but I shall be released. I mean, it's covered by hundreds of people and I'm looking at Wikipedia and it's just, it's nuts. The number of people that have covered that song. So I know I've heard it somewhere. Somebody, I don't know if Jack Johnson sings it or somebody new, but um, you know, so there, there's some, there's some songs that made, and there's some, um, some parts of the album that I think that like you're talking about, Rob, that made it into the public lexicon. And then just, you could see the webs going out. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, I mean, the album itself is is rolling, wo- rolling well grown, <laughs> rolling groaned, rolling. Yeah, we'll find it. Keep going. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. It's not just rolling groaned; it's rolling well groaned, which means it should <sighs> maybe just not even be on the list. I don't know. Rolling so, well grown to be lower on the yeah, list. I think we need to do a list way. investigation unit on this yeah, to really talk about it hard more. To grown. Stay after yeah. the episode if you want to hear us talk about what rolling well groaned would mean on the list. Aaron, yes. what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling groaned? Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. I didn't enjoy listening to this album except for the weight, uh, perhaps. And uh, it's, mm. uh, you know, Aaron, just I let, was, it, it, let, let it rip, Aaron. Say what you want to say. People, say it, people Aaron. Down, I mean, people I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be negative. But when this, when this happens, I always want to pick out a band and that should have been a way to call or ask, like, why hasn't Ooh, Queen nice. been on? You know, I think like no Funkadelic, no Parliament, no Earth, Wind and Fire, no Ohio Players. Is this album better than Pearl Jam 10? And now I'm sucking up to Matt. No fucking way. Pearl Jam 10 is a thousand times better than this album. So for me, Rolling Grown, get it off of the list, get it out of my life, except for the weight. I never want to hear it again. Rolling Grown. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. Again? This for is 100 albums plus. Guys, this is rolling 20% don. Okay, we are officially don? 20% don with this list. Don't. We only have 400 albums left. Wow. At this rate, that's 200 nights of recording. That's almost a year straight. If we did this for a year straight, we could get this done. We could knock this out in like nine months. If we did recorded every day, two double episodes. So, 
Something to think I, about. It's I, might have, great. I might have to take up Matt's drinking style if that's what we're the way the pace we're going to continue at here. <laughs> Next, Matt, Matt Russell, Russell, why don't you, why don't you come over? Just come over to my house. We'll record over my house. Just yeah. come on over to my house. Okay. Yeah, Russell, he made some homemade cake. It's going to be great. You'll love it. Okay. Uh, listen. Next up, we have a band that never hit number one on the Billboard Top 100, and only has one recorded TV appearance ever. Interesting. It's Led Zeppelin by Led Zeppelin. One, oh, one nice. TV appearance? That's it. That's why you don't see videos of them. They, they had that movie they made. The song remains the same. But. Led Zeppelin. I got a good one here. I got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Are we going to make it to 500? Guys, you guys know we've listened to a lot of albums over the last few weeks and months about old flames. And I actually went out on a third date with a girl that I hadn't told you about in a while. And I sat down and I asked her if she wanted a drink. And she said, Mother Earth has been pregnant for the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God she didn't invite me over to her house. I would have never wanted to hang out with those kids. (laughs) Mother Earth pregnant for a third time. All the way back. We're never going to make it 500, guys. We're Mother never going to make it. We're never going to make it to 500. Could you imagine if I like kept go- calling her back and going out and like every time it was like, like I was like, oh, I was thinking about getting a Moscow Mule. And she's like, I don't drink. And I was like, oh, I'm getting a Moscow Mule. She goes, no, I don't drink. I'm pregnant for a third time. <laughs> I'm now going by Mother Earth. <laughs> More like mother birth, third time. I mean, <laughs> mother birth. All right, I'm at eight percent. I'm gonna get off so I can try to upload these. So you guys can. All right. All right. Love you. Have fun, man. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Oh my gosh, guys, this is we're we made it. Huh? Uh, that's fine. This episode needed it for sure. <laughs>